many of us are carrying in our hearts and in our minds those who are lost, those who seem maybe beyond the grasp of Jesus because they just seem like they're not interested. Been there, done that, it's not my thing. That's painful for us because we know the sweetness of who Jesus is and it's easy to despair. It's difficult to hope. But part of pilgrimage is to go out in hope to to journey deeper into that sacred heart of Jesus and to find there a reason for our hope. Because what we see in Zacchaeus is that every heart longs for Jesus. They might not be able to put it that way. They might even explicitly say otherwise. But the human heart longs for that heart in whose image it was created. And that's a constant. Every single beating human heart wants the heart of Jesus to give it perfect love. And so we're here in this town of Zacchaeus. We're here in that place where the Savior came. But there's this beautiful detail in the scripture that the Savior came into the town But it wasn't until there was a personal connection between him and Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus allowed himself to be changed, that it wasn't just the Savior visiting, but it was salvation occurring. Because Jesus will never save you against your will. And so he will never save against their will those people that we love, that we carry. But what we don't see is the depths of their hearts where they desire the Lord more than we give them credit, more than they may give themselves credit for. Zacchaeus, it might have been mere curiosity that got him climbing up that sycamore tree, but God could work with that curiosity. It might have been that he just wanted to see the spectacle, maybe even just to make fun of the people who were there. Or maybe, just maybe, he wasn't as far gone as everybody assumed. Maybe, just maybe, he wasn't as far gone as he himself assumed. Maybe he was responding to that impulse of the heart that says, your heart's longing is here. Go see it. He ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree in order to see Jesus who was about to pass that way. When he reached the place, Jesus looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus. In Magdala, we were able to reflect on Jesus answering the question all throughout the Gospel of John of what are you looking for with that name, Mary? That what we're all looking for is that God would know us totally and love us perfectly. That we would not just be one member of the conglomerate that is humanity, but instead that he would look us in the eyes and say, our name, and redeem that. And so he did with Zacchaeus. And that is our prayer for all of us during this time of pilgrimage, is that we who have gone up on this sycamore tree, right, we have gone out of our comfort zone, 
We have changed our routine, and that might be painful for us, right? To change so much, to not have the control over our schedule, over what we're going to do, where we're going to be. And it's us climbing that sycamore tree and saying, Jesus, I just want to see you. And the point of this pilgrimage is that he can look us in the eyes, look deep into our souls and say our name. And in doing so, restore our identity. Because we need to be perfectly known. We need somebody who knows the good, the bad, and the ugly. Who knows all the nooks and crannies of our souls and doesn't run screaming, but instead says, yeah, I get you. No, I, I see all of it. I'm not running away. I know you. And I love you. I know what's in your house. And I still want to go into it. Right? Because Jesus knew that this was a sinner. He knows that this guy is a sinner. He knows that, sorry to say this, but all of you are sinners. But he still wants to enter into your house. He also knows the sins and the difficulties, the doubts and the inner tension of those people that we carry with us, those people who have seemingly rejected him, those people that might seem as far away from God as Zacchaeus, the tax collector and cheat was. But our prayer is that he may whisper to them their name, that they can know how personally known and loved they are. And that they may be transformed by that experience just as truly as Zacchaeus was. That they don't just see the Savior from a distance, but allow salvation to occur by hearing God say their name and realizing all of their doubts and difficulties. Jesus knows them. He can work with them. All of their maybe bad habits and even addictions, the Lord, the Lord can work with that too. But it just takes that, that courageous step of going out on the limb of the sycamore tree. And isn't that what prayer feels like a lot of the time? Like you just feel like a fool, right? Because you're saying things and hearing nothing in return, and it feels like throwing words into the void, and you're just saying like, okay, God, I'm here again, and you seem not to be again. But I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep going out onto this sycamore tree branch of prayer because I know that eventually I'm going to hear you say my name and it will change everything. It's that personal encounter with him in Jericho that also gives us an understanding of what happened in one of the Lord's most famous parables that happened on the road to Jericho. Pop quiz, what was that? Which of his parables occurred on the road to Jericho? The Good Samaritan. Friends, that story, the, con the context that Jesus gave us, was the exact route that we took today. From Jerusalem to Jericho. Say our bus, and maybe one of those wastelands there. that We didn't see much around us. Our bus flips over. And we're just there stranded. That's the situation of humanity. Very often we only see that uh, parable through the lens of this is what I'm supposed to imitate. But before I can imitate it, I have to experience it. 
And the Good Samaritan parable is first and foremost, a lot of the church fathers said, it's what God has done for humanity. That we were there, left for dead. The world chewed us up and spit us out. And even even those that we thought were meant to take care of us just crossed over to the other side and said, no, I'm not touching that. And then the one who was different, God himself steps in and cares for us. He nurses us back to health. He pays the price for our healing. And we need to be able to experience that if then we're going to imitate that. And that's what the Zacchaeus experience of Jesus was as well. It wasn't this conversion as in, oh, I know that I've been breaking the rules and now I've got to stop breaking the rules because this guy's here. Instead, it was a, I was sick with sin. My heart longed for God and I put so many things in between myself and the God my heart longs for. And when I experienced his knowledge of who I am, what I struggle with, and his love for me in my depravity, in my need, in the fact that the world left me for dead, When I experienced that, it healed something within me. And it made what Zacchaeus did, his generous giving of what he had, not something out of obligation, but out of joy. So we pray for that experience for ourselves, but we also make sure to never give up on those people who seem so distant from the Lord. We pledge ourselves, maybe, having made this way from Jerusalem to Jericho to imitate the God who has been so good to us, who tended to our wounds when we were left for dead, by tending to the wounds of those who seem so far from him. We bring them to him in this Mass. We ask that he, at this very moment, may whisper to them their own names and show that he knows who they are what they're going through, and that he calls them to that same kind of a transforming experience that Zacchaeus had when salvation entered his house.